Matthew chapter 24. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 24, and we'll start with verse 32 through 42. Now learn a, a parable of the fig tree. When his branches is yet tender and put it forth leaves, you know the summer is nigh. So likewise, you when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily, verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, there were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. You may be seated. This morning, we want to close with Amen. the storm is coming. The storm is coming. When you hear thunder and see lightning from a distance, when the wind picks up and you see papers flying all over the place. You can feel the moisture in the air. Cats are no longer running across the street. Squirrels have now taken shelter. Birds are not flying or singing. When you see this, you know there is a storm coming. A storm, by definition, is an atmospheric disturbance with strong winds accompanied by rain, snow, or precipitation. But man does not respect storms. When it is storming, you will find someone driving out there in it. Somewhere. I mean, the squirrels are saying, I ain't coming out this tree until I see sunshine. But it could be snowing pillars. And man is going to be out there on the road. I can remember, and I was in Brighton and working at Forest. It was snowing so hard. And I said, I'm going to get to work. Four o'clock in the morning. I'm in the car driving, 
windshield wipers is so clogged up with ice, when you drive, you got to roll the window down and try to knock the ice off of it so you can find your way. What was taking me only a 30-minute drive was like an hour and 15 minutes. Speeding from 70 down to 30, 35, I'm going to get to work because I know ain't nobody else going to be there. It's going to be an easy day. They're going to be glad to see me. A storm, and I ain't got no respect for it. And you know a lot of people ain't going to be at work because on my way there, all these cars done run off the road yep. in a ditch someplace. No respect for the storm. A storm is coming. I remember also we were on our way from Chicago. It was snowing so hard. We stayed behind a semi. And I mean, it's like he must know where he's going. He's sitting up high. He can, he can see. But he was going so slow. I go on past him. We pass the semi, get in front, and I'm talking about 94. And, and as we was driving, it was so hard to see. And the next thing I know, the semi was going to the left, and we was going to the right. And I know 94 is just a straight shot. Come to find out, it was so hard to see, we had took an exit. And didn't know it was an exit. So I said, get back on the expressway and follow the semi. <laughs> yep. We had no respect. It's storming. Uh, but a storm is also any type of sudden or overwhelming attack or a violent disturbance. The storm I'm referring to today is not atmospheric in terms of rain, wind, and snow. But the final storm will come from above. The things you are experiencing today is sudden, overwhelming, and violent. It is a disturbing attack by man, but not as disturbing as the storm coming from God. We all know what happened in the days of Noah. The scripture says in Genesis 6 and 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. There was not just the wickedness of man, but every imagination of the thoughts of his heart were only evil Continually, the only difference between today and then is the time and place. Verse 6, it said, it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And if this was not bad enough, in verse 11, it says, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. I believe that's a good spot to say a storm was coming. Amen. Noah had no problem with the animals getting on the ark. 
God sent the animals that he chose. And he put Noah, his wife, children, and their wives in the ark and sealed it. In which there was eight souls, not nine, eight. The wicked did not know a storm was coming. Because they were eating and drinking and giving in marriage. Just like today, the world does not know there's a storm coming. They're eating and drinking minus the getting married. They don't even believe that no more. And then there's Moses and Pharaoh which someone has already preached about. In Moses' time, Israel was not born free. Mm, amen. Just like we were not born saved. Amen. God delivered Israel out of Egypt. And Jesus delivered us out of the world. Israel was brought out of Egypt, but it was difficult getting Egypt out of Israel. How many can agree Jesus has delivered us out of the world, but we are struggling to get the world out of us. Amen, amen. Let's look at some things God did for Israel again. God proved to Pharaoh and Israel who he was. And God has proved to us who he is. Israel and Pharaoh both had many examples from frogs to lice, <laughs> from locusts to boils. I think y'all heard that before. From darkness to death, and many more. I encourage you to read the accounts surrounding Noah in Genesis and Moses in Exodus. I think you will find it very interesting what took place between God and man. In one plague, all of Egypt's cattle died, but all of Israel's cattle lived. Look at Exodus chapter 9. Starting at verse 4. And the Lord shall sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt. And there shall nothing die of all that is the children of Israel. You see, God did not harm Israel to prove things to Pharaoh. Amen. And God will not harm you to prove things to the world. Verse 5 says, And the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. God has a set time when he does things. Y'all hear me? God has a set time when he does things. God does not come late. Amen. And he does not come early. He has a set time. Just like there's a set time when Jesus is coming back. He's not going to come prematurely. He's not going to come back too late, but has a set time that only the Father knows. Yeah. Verse 6 says, and the Lord did that thing on the morrow. Mm. 
and all the cattle of Egypt died. But of the cattle of the children of Israel died not one. Who does that? Nobody but God. But not only that, look at what God did with darkness. Go to the next chapter, Exodus chapter 10. Starting at verse 21. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. Are you seeing this? So dark you can feel it. That's dark, y'all. And Moses stretched forth his hand towards heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. Three days where you don't know whether it was day or night. Couldn't tell what time it was. Too dark to cook or eat. Because if you pick something up and ate it, you would know what you was eating. So 23 says, they saw not one another, neither rose up any from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwelling. Can you see? It's so dark. Wherever you sitting, you there for three days. You dare not get up because you don't know what you're going to want. It's so dark you can feel it. You don't move. For three days. I mean, it's just talking about that. Three days you got to hold yourself? Three days. But the children of Israel had light. I believe Pharaoh and Egypt could not see the light that Israel had because it was so dark. But I believe Israel could see the darkness of Egypt. It, it was not light. They was in another continent, another state. It was right next to them. They could see. I see everything, y'all. Can you see what's going on today? Can you see what's happening? Today, I believe the world cannot see the darkness they are in. The government cannot see the error they are doing. But we are in the light. We are the light. That we may show them the way out of darkness. He has brought us into the light. Out of the darkness. Pharaoh did not see the storm that was coming. Amen. Let's look at Exodus 11. Starting at verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt, as if he hadn't, didn't have enough. Afterwards, he will let you go hence. 
when he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out of his altogether. That's where it was said, put your shoes on. Get ready to go because the time is now. For us, the final storm is brewing on earth. We can see the storm coming by the signs. And just like Israel had to be ready, we need to get ready. Put your garment of praise on. Verse 2 says, speak now in the ears of the people and let every man bow of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor jewels of silver, jewels of gold. God is speaking by his prophets and by his pastors and teachers. His word is speaking to us, get ready for he is coming. Amen. You see, when a person moves, they usually take everything that is of value with them. Get a U-Haul. If, 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 if I was to, to leave, I wouldn't need two men in a truck. I'd need three men in a semi. <laughs> get ready. Everything we need, we would take. But when we move from this house, this earth, the tabernacle, there's nothing of any value that we can take but our soul. Everything we need will be waiting for us on the other side. All that we have to have. Verse 3 says, And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. How many can see today that God has given you favor through other people in this world? Amen. He's taking care of you, and he's opened up doors, and he's provided with you with some things that you need through somebody Amen. who had no intention of giving it to you in the first place. Amen. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? God is able. Yes, is. And Moses said, thus saith the Lord, about midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservants that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beasts. And there shall be a great city, a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue, against man or beast, that ye may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. So quiet, I don't even want a dog to make a noise. God reduced the population of Egypt by great numbers. The firstborn of Pharaoh, the firstborn of his servants, to every living beast. God didn't do anything that he would not do himself. Amen. Remember, for God so loved the world yes, that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. What God was doing, he had already did. God gave his first and only born for us. Now, look at the last storm brewing. 
Look at 2 Peter chapter 3, starting at verse 5. Verse 5 says, For this they winningly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. In the first storm, the earth was destroyed by water. Amen. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. There is no new or different word. It is by the same word that the worlds were made and kept. Amen. And by the same word, the ungodly shall perish. Yeah. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But is long suffering to us work, not willing that any should perish, but they all should come to repentance. God has given us the time we need to prepare for the storm that is rapidly approaching. Verse 10 says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. The elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Just like Moses told Israel to get their things and be ready, we are being instructed, encouraged, corrected in righteousness to get ready putting the whole armor of God on from the helmet of salvation to our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Yeah. Now drop down to verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Fret not. The last storm is not for you. Jesus said unto his disciples, we are going to the other side. We too also are going to the other side. But we will go before that storm happens. Even though we face some storms here and now, they cannot compare with the storm the wicked will encounter. What we go through is just a shower. So pastor, What's going to happen? Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 Thessalonians 4, 14 as we close. 1 Thessalonians 4, 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. That's those that have gone on before us 
and we are who are here. When Jesus comes back, he is coming for us all. The wicked will want the rocks to fall out on them. We who know him shall behold him. For this way, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Come and go with me to my father's house. Let us know Christ so we can say, as Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, therefore, is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. With that, my time is up. And I thank you for yours.